G'day, everybody. It's time for another Jimmy and Redders NRL podcast. The great man's with us, Lakes United, man about town, James Newbound. Hello, Jimmy. Afternoon, Mr. Redden. How are you? You going all right? Good Not win today, for your mate. boys. Good day at Carl Oval on Saturday, I hear. Yeah, pretty successful. Yeah, three wins, two losses. But yeah, good day. Catch a lot of old boys there and a lot of past players. And yeah, the um, the club and, and the old boys organisation done a, done a fantastic job. Trevor Tuckwell and, and the rest of them done an awesome job setting it up. And unfortunately, first grade went down by two points to the old rivals, the West. But um, yeah, all the players come up at the end of the game and had a beer with, with the old boys before Trevor jumped on the buses back to, back to Jules. But yeah, pretty good day. Third grade had a win in the morning. So. Yeah, pretty successful day for the club all round, apart from the the, the uh, latter result. Let's look at third grade for a minute, where, where Jimmy's playing. Lakes United are sitting third. So, Wobbacle are on top with 23. Raymond Terrace, 21. Lakes, 19. Then a bit of a gap to Morissette on 15. And Dora Creek on 14. Jimmy, Lakes have got two more games left. Um, it's it's Westy. And then who do you finish off with? Uh, finish off with Abermain, yeah, the, the, yes. the catch-up game from early in the year, which is next week. So, so, so it's Westy's this Friday night. Is that right? Yes, yeah, Friday night out at West Falls End and then up at Abermain on a on hopefully it's a sunny Saturday for our bus trip, annual bus trip next weekend. And that'll um basically Lakes United are pretty much secure in finishing top two. Um something extraordinary would have to happen to get minor premier. But that uh, looks like getting you uh, a, a double chance, Jim, in the final five set up. And um there's some pretty decent teams around there. You were telling me off air that Raymond Terrace are pretty big and physical. Their points difference is phenomenal. Yeah, second or third will finish. I'd, I'd imagine we'll probably finish third. The Terrace should win this week and we'll play the Terrace and say week one of the finals. Yeah, the the Wobbacle guys are a pretty skillful, pretty skillful lot. And um, yeah, the Terrace was big and strong and, and powerful. We've beaten them, beaten around the Terrace once. They they beat us there a couple of weeks ago. But um, it should be an interesting final series. Pretty strong top three. And if Dora Creek get going, they're, um, they're capable as well. Sitting down in fifth spot. So the third grade draw up there in Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League. Westwalls in hosting Lace United with James Newburn at Lake Les Wakeman Oval on Friday night at seven o'clock. Saturday footy is Abermain hosting Dora Creek, Raymond Terrace hosting Fingal Bay, Awabakal hosting Morissette, and Walls in Maryland have got the uh, have got the bye there. And Awabakal playing on a Sunday at Walters Park there, Jim. And uh, that uh, and then you've got that last game against Abermain and best wishes for the finals. It should be an interesting final series with Watson pretty even comp. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, it has. It actually has been pretty competitive. And as I said, we've wonderful guys um, beat us in the one game we played. We we had every chance to win that. And as I said, we've beaten Raymond Terrace, beaten the other sides around us, and sort of beaten each other. So, yeah, it's it's, it's no clear cut favourite. Um, I think Raymond Terrace and Wobbacle, they're obviously the teams ahead of us. So they're the teams to catch. But yeah, no clear cut favourite. But and where do they the play? Finals. Where do they play the finals in week one? Are they home and away, or is there a neutral ground they've got to have you set up within thirsty thirds? I'm not 100 percent sure. Sure, I'll look at. They'll, they'll obviously pick the. Uh, they'll have the A's, A's, B's, and D grade together. So I'm not sure. I know they have played finals at, at Lakeside at Raymond Terrace in the past, where they can play two yep. ovals at the same time. Yep. Um, I'm not sure they haven't haven't sent all the club has, If the club knows, they've certainly haven't told us yet. But I assume it'll be once the ladder pans out after this week, they'll probably have something set up and, and out to the clubs to let us know. Very good. Well, best wishes. So, again, Jimmy's boys are away at Westie on Friday night, 7 o'clock. That should be a nice weekend for you, James. Yeah, it's, um, I'll probably go to work after the footy, actually, on Friday night just to, um, just to avoid the pub for at least one night. But, yeah, it's actually worked better. I the boys first 21. Uh, that's Sean Major again going to the 21st. But there's 21 on Saturday, so all the boys will get together again Saturday afternoon and, and celebrate that with him. That could be large. 
On to the NRL, um, some interesting results last week, um, all the way back to Thursday with the Seagulls 7 not playing due to the, the kerfuffle over the pride jumper. The Roosters 20, Manly 10. In fact, Manly played pretty good football and the Roosters were underwhelming. The Melbourne Storm, in a bit of a patch that they need, getting a couple of easier games, went to Auckland and beat the Warriors 24-12. The Eels beat a 12-man Penrith Panthers. We'll come back and talk about that. 34-10 at Combank. The Raiders 36, and a game that Jimmy and I both tipped would be high scoring it was. The Raiders 36, the Titans who couldn't defend me, 24. The Sharks with an 86-minute extra time field goal from Nico Hines, 21 over the Rabbits, 20. The surprising one for me, the West Tigers 32 over Brisbane 18. There's been some fallout after that game with a dreadful injury to Jackson Hastings and a four-week suspension to Patrick Carrigan, both of whom may be in trouble to play for England in the World Cup. And then the Bulldogs, Dave Radley's Knights are not going well. Um, Jim, we'll talk about them in a minute. The Bulldogs 24 over the Knights 10. And the Cowboys absolutely pogo dra the Dragons 34-8 at Cogra Jubilee, heaping more pressure onto St George. So many things to talk about. We always go to Manly first, with you being a Manly man. Jim, I've got a few things to talk to you about. First of all, I thought Manly were pretty solid in a 20-10 in a to 10 loss, and I think Daly, Daly Cherry Evans agreed with that with that uh, appraisal. Yeah, absolutely. I was pretty happy with it. Yeah, you're never happy to, to lose, but um, yeah, I, I thought they'd get beat pretty comfortably, but I think, funnily enough, the way the Roosters were off their game with the amount of drop ball they had, the, the seven players play, Manly probably win the game, just given how, how poorly the Roosters went, but whether the Roosters took the foot off knowing that they had seven out and then it just, just got in their heads a little bit. But, yeah, they had a game. Manly had a real good game. I think the big winger, he actually got suspended on debut. Alfred Smalley, actually, he played really, really well, I thought, um, out on the other, not on Supo's wing, the other wing. And they all had a crack. Zach Fulton looks like he's he's got a bit of a future in the game, the, the grandson of Bobby. And um, I think his old band played a bit of first grade as well, Scott Fulton. Um, yes, it yeah, got in a bit of trouble with Terry Hill, but we won't talk about that. Yeah, we, yeah. And um, it, Zach and, and Warrior Hargreaves actually had a bit of a running battle. So it looks like Zach's not one to back down by the looks of things. So whether he looks like he's got a nice and tough future in the game. And it's great to see him um, in debut there. And uh, yeah, it's, it's set him back a little bit, but it's, it probably gives a little bit more hope that they can potentially slip into an eighth spot. But I still think it's beyond them. But um, yeah, the way they went, let's just see how the coming weeks go, I guess. If, if, as the reports are, the squad's divided. If they're not, um, be interesting to see how they how they pull together and, and, and run the last month of footy. And the interesting thing for me, um, reading the press, as I do pretty carefully each week, because uh, this podcast goes in a lot of different directions, Des Hasler's tenure at Brookvale is now in question because he's got a trigger clause in his contract that if they don't make the eight, he can, he can be removed as head coach. I cannot believe that Manly would pogo Des Hasler. Uh, as a very strong manly man, your thoughts on this point, please? I don't think they will. I, I, there might be a clause in there, but that clause would have been in there a couple of years ago when it was when it was signed off. But, but there's no way, no way, no hell, they're going to um, they'll get rid of him. Um, even if they don't make it, I think it might be an issue. It just gives them an option to be able to do that, I guess, if that is the clause. But I, I think Scott Penn's already said he's he's more he'll coach as long as he wants to coach for and. And I think yeah, the, the building up that he's done over the last few years, um, albeit they've probably underachieved this year a little bit. Um, yeah, they'd be mad to, to do that. Not that, unless you've got someone in the wings and that, that's, that's better to take over. He's still got, I think he's the second or probably third highest in the in the competition at the moment of, of winning percentage behind, I think, Bellamy and, and Robinson. So, um, And Bennett obviously joins into that from next year. But no, I think as he's safe, safe as a house, I think. And, 
unless they lose these last four games by 50 points and and things go really pear-shaped, I think I think they'll be mad to get rid of him and they've really got to build it up, I think. Agreed. Uh, after Nathan Cleary tried to put Dylan Brown's head into the Parramatta River head first, Parramatta destroyed them 34-10. Uh, Penrith now a little bit vulnerable for a few weeks. No, Jerome Luai, Nathan Cleary got five weeks and deserved every one of them. I think Penrith, if you look at the ladder, which we will do in a minute, will be very glad where they're sitting with all their wins in front. They may be a little bit vulnerable in the coming weeks. There's six points in front of the Cowboys, Jim. Yeah, no, they absolutely deserve a suspension. I, there was a, a, definitely no malice in it. I, no. He, he did the wrong thing. He put the, put the arm in the wrong spot. He actually did drive down a little bit. It was obviously apologetic straight away. It's, it's one of those things that happened, but he's also, it's also one of those things. You've got to take the consequences as well. And um, Yeah, it's, it's an interesting... As I said last week, Parramatta have a go against these top sides and then they're up 12-4 at the time, Parramatta. So um, it's not like they've, they've only turned around and won after Cleary got sent off. Um I guess it really gives the Dolphins, if anyone, are probably happier that, that, that what's going on with Luai and Cleary happen because it gives us Sullivan a run into, into some high-pressure games going into a final series. Some games that he probably wasn't expecting to play. Sullivan will play, I think, with Jamin Salmon this week. Kurt yep. Falls is um, unavailable injured. It would have been Kurt Falls. He was really good a couple of weeks ago. But, um, yeah, they've, they've got the gap and they're probably, yeah, as you said, pretty lucky to have that gap. What are they? Is it six points? Is it? Yeah, six points. Yeah, and, six and about 90 points in the four and against. So um, I, I still think they'll win enough games to stay first. I think the Cowboys will have a run at them. But um, I think, yeah, I thought Penrith has still got every other player available. So it's the halves, it's huge. But I think O'Sullivan will steer them around. They'll get enough wins. I actually picked them this week as well. So um, Yeah, I think that Penrith and North Queensland will finish one and two in my mind. And that's really no, no difference between one and two in, in that final eight system. You get a home final and you get a home prelim if you win the game. So... Correct. Great one. And 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 they'll probably get a, a, a the first final at home, and then their second final either at Combank or Stadium Australia. You would think. Um, yeah. Although, although, although I might have this, the, the, the Sydney football stadium. The Sydney yeah. football stadium is open by then too. But yeah, and at least the unlike Manly fans, Penrith fans will actually travel. Um, yeah. The Sharks are uh, last gasp with three and a half minutes left in extra time over uh, a field goal over the Rabbits. Great game of footy. Uh, William Kennedy out for a while. He's got an ankle surgery, but a very strong performance by the sh- a shark side that, for mine, present a real danger to the top two. When they're at their best, Jimmy, they're a dangerous football type side. Yeah, definitely. And, and again, they're only two behind the Cowboys, but pressure on them. But again, it's another four against issue for them. They're, they're only plus 107 and they're 100 behind. But yeah, it was on. It was up at Jules Tavern. It was on the big screen, um, sort of watching here and there. It was hard to catch obviously, with the pub being packed and catching up with everyone, but yeah, I'd pick the Rabbits in that game. Let's show missed a few field goals and, and Nico Hines iced the game at the end. So, um, yeah, pretty good side on their day, the Sharks. Like I said, the Storm have dropped off, but um, the Sharks are really, yeah, they'll play, or again, they're probably going to play an away game to either North Queensland or Penrith. I guess they'll be hoping to play. They'll probably be hoping to, to play Penrith rather than have to travel up to North Queensland. But, um, yep. yeah, good side, Cronulla, and, and they're every opportunity of uh, doing what they did and, and maybe drug-free this year. Rather than that, six years. <laughs> oh, he got away with that. The biggest story coming out of the Brisbane West Tigers game was the terrible broken leg to Jack Jackson Hastings from a hip drop tackle and the four-week suspension of Patrick Carrigan. Jim, um, in your long rugby league playing career, have you ever copped one of those? Del- well, I can't say Carrigan deliberately. Have you ever copped a, a specific hip drop tackle? Well, it's, it's, it's something I'd never really heard of until the last few years. It's sort of. 
all these new terms come in. You've probably people have probably been tackled like that in the past. It's just because mm. it becomes so prevalent. I guess it's only it's the wrestling coaches and and all that 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 these terms sort of get coined and and with injuries that actually happen from it. And yeah, it's just nothing that I've remembered being tackled by. And it, I, again, I, it's. And I think Luke Keary even said today in the media, he said he's probably done a hundred of them himself because he's a bit lighter and, and whatnot. He did just wanted to bring the guy down, but because he's lighter, he hasn't done the damage, obviously, that um that Carrigan's done. Carrigan's a decent lump of a lad. And he is. Uh, unfortunately for Hastings, again, I don't think there's any malice in it to injure the guy, but but it's something the guy the players need to really adjust to with their tackling techniques and it's trained into them in a wrestling sense and the players have really got to adjust because, yeah, it's, it's, it is a pretty dangerous thing now that you're getting three and four in the tackle. Um, That's right. And, it, and it, it's probably going to cost Jackson Hastings a spot in the English side. Carrigan, however, should be okay to play for England in the World Cup because he's only got four weeks and he'll actually play finals with Brisbane as well. He's a he's a... He was superb in the Origin series. He's got a copy's whack now, but that's a, a game that Brisbane wouldn't have thought they'd lose. But a good good work by the Tigers. Jimmy, please tell me how Dave. Have you been able to find Dave Radley, or is he has he gone into hiding after another night's loss? He's been in hiding actually. Um, right, is he? Yeah, he popped up online today. His girlfriend had her um, had a birthday today, so a little happy birthday message. But yeah, he doesn't he doesn't seem to want to talk to the guy. We'll have to talk to him. He's for the punters club this week, so I'm sure he'll pop up at some point by uh, Thursday or Friday afternoon. But yeah, he's um, I think he's starting to realise that they're not very good. Um, so he he just keeps quiet. He's not even blaming the refs these days. So poor old poor old Rads. He's had a pretty torrid time the last couple of years, and I think he's looking back at the ladder from round two, and they're on top of the ladder on four points. So. Um, it's just been downhill, a big slippery slope from then. And yeah, the dogs were really good at Okar. Um, yep. didn't get it was Karaz that got the tries last this time, and probably hurts more that Karaz, I think, was in the Knights list in the lower grades list last year and got um, got not offered another contract. So comes back to, to McDonald Jones and then scores three tries and wins the game. So, um, I don't think they'll win another game tonight. So they've, they're struggling big time. The Tigers will put a number on them this weekend. And I think that Adam O'Brien's in real strife. Well, he seems to as trying to bring up his old his coaching credentials with I've been involved in this grand final, four grand finals with under Bellamy under Robinson. Well, you did that as an assistant. You didn't do it as a head coach. And <laughs> your head coaching record in Australia isn't as isn't as flash as what it was in England. And um yeah, the same it just seems to to deflect a lot and um They'll the do you know I am. He, he pulled that line out at the races. I think it was at the start of last year when he got to Strife. And it just seems to me that he's um, yeah, a bit full of his own stuff. And I think the, a lot of the Knights fans are against him at the moment. It's starting to turn on him. And and I think rightly so. David Clemmers obviously um, had the big falling out. He's been a casualty this week. So I guess if anything, O'Brien's trying to stamp his authority by, by dropping Clemmer, which I'm not sure you're dropping your best players the, the way to go, but, but each to their own there. And their defence is the worst in the league. Oh, their and, attack, I think the attack is also the worst. I think they're, they're worst in both. So statistically, they're the um, that's yeah, they're eight, they're eight points less than the Tigers. So statistically, they're the worst team in the comp statistically. So when you look at the four and against, and yeah, that's minus 238 through um, through 19 games or 17 games with the buyers. So not good. No, and the Cowboys showed up the Dragons 34 out at Jubilee, a brutal performance. Um, on, on the Sunday afternoon game, which leads us to this ladder, ladies and gentlemen. I think the Dragons are gone, personally. The Panthers are first on 36, the Cowboys on 30, the Sharks on 28. Then on 26 are Melbourne in fourth on 
the massive for and against. That shows you how important Brisbane's loss was. Brisbane on 26, then the Earl. So they're all on 26. The Rabbits on 24. The Roosters hanging on like a limp at 22. The Raiders have been in pretty reasonable form. Their last four games are three and one. They're on 22 with a poor percentage of uh, for and against. The Eagles are on 20, so they're a game and 81 points behind the Roosters. And the Dragons are also in there, and they've got a very poor for and against. No one else can make it. Jim, just before we go to this week's games, do you see the eight changing at all from the eight that's there? Do you think Canberra and Manly can actually get in? And if so, obviously it's the Roosters that'll be vulnerable. Yeah, I, I think it stays as it is. I, I think the Roosters will just cling on. They've got um, what, Broncos this week, which is anyone's game. They've, they've got the Cowboys, which is tough, and, and they finish with the Tigers. But um, yeah, I, I'd like to think Manly can make a run, but Manly got Par- if Manly can beat Parramatta this week, I think they're every chance, but uh, Manly's still going to play the Sharks as well, so that makes it pretty difficult. Um, what if Canberra? Canberra got Penrith without their halves. I guess it's a pretty crucial game for the Raiders this week as well. Um, it is. Dragons, I think they'll beat, and they finish with the Knights. So they've got a nice oh, the Knights second last round, and then the the whole the Eagles. It's a potential if the Roosters slip up. Manly play Canberra in the very last round. So wow. That's huge. Is that at Brookvale or at, at, at Canberra? Down at Canberra, second last round. That is sorry, down at Canberra, but okay. Tigers, but yeah, I, I think the rap. I sort of think South uh, the Roosters hold on, but um, yeah, it's an interesting couple of rounds. I guess the next two rounds will, will have a bit more of an idea of, of where it's going to sit. But yeah, as you said, I think the Dragons with that negative one against uh, are pretty well out of it. Okay, so this weekend. Thursday Night Football, the Roosters hosting the Broncos at the Sydney Cricket Ground in the shadows of what looks like a magnificent Sydney football stadium. Looking at the video that I saw yesterday, can't wait to get and have a look myself. The storm in the middle of a couple of games, it's going to help them tremendously, particularly with their percentage and just getting in the winning form. The storm playing the Gold Coast Titans Friday, fr- Titans Friday night at Amy Park early. The Friday night game, the traditional rivals, and haven't these two played some fabulous games in their past? The Manly's hosting Parramatta at Brookvale. That's the Channel 9 game. The Saturday afternoon game, the Rabbits hosting the Warriors. That game's at the Sunshine Coast. A lot of football in Brisbane, Queensland this weekend. The Raiders host the Panthers in Twilight at Canberra, 5.30. Then at Saturday night, the Southern Derby at uh, Endeavour Field in Wallaware. Cronulla against St George. Massive, those two hate each other. Then... On Sunday afternoon early, the Bulldogs and the Cowboys. The Cowboys getting an away game in Bundaberg. So that's the Bulldogs hosting the Cowboys. And the Friday afternoon game, the West Tigers hosting the Knights at Campbelltown. Good to see football back at Campbelltown. I don't think there's enough footy played down there at all. And I know for a fact there's other codes uh, taking people away from rugby league in that area. Jim, let's go with your tips. The Roosters hosting the Bronx at their CG. <laughs> it's a tough game. They're both pretty bad last week. The, Ro- the Roosters against the pretty depleted Manly had a win, but pretty poorly and, and the Broncos were just horrendous. So, geez, it's, it's I think I think it's got a, it's potential to be a, a try either side. I think four-point game, one of those even a field goal, possibly golden point game. But, um, I think Carrigan's a pretty big loss for the Broncos. They get Cobbo back. Um, had concussion since origin. Lindsay Collins um, knocked out cold last week against Manly. I think it was his own teammate that knocked him and, and Matt Lodge comes back in to start, but oh, it's it's a toss a coin. Um, I'll, I'll probably go the Roosters, given that it's in Sydney, probably the Roosters, um, but the Broncos are fighting for top four, Roosters fighting for top eight. I think it's a 
pretty handy game for a Thursday night footy, but we'll, um, yeah, I think we'll go to the Roosters, but but there's zero confidence in that game. Roosters for mine by 10. The Storm host the Titans. I don't think there's too many people that'll be tipping the Gold Coast. I think the Storm could put some serious points on them, although the Cheese has been punted from training. He's been a naughty boy down there, the Cheese, and he's probably just waiting to get to the Roosters, but the Storm by 13 plus for me. Yeah, Storm, he's, he's over Coates is an outside chance. He's, um, I think he's in the reserves, so um, he hasn't played since Origin. Brandon Smith has said he's Brandon's back, so he's been training on his own, but he's he's back from his um, little suspension for, for the indiscretion against the referee. Say, so, um, Olam and Meany Meany, poor old Meany got knocked out cold last week. Um, wow. Olam's out COVID, but yeah, it's um, Jaden Campbell's back for the Titans, but they won't beat any. Or I'd actually like to see them win, win a couple of games and, and fight the Knights for the um, for the spoon in the last couple of rounds. But um, yeah, the Storm win that pretty easy. Onto the big game, and it's a massive game for Manly. Not so much Parramatta. Manly hosting uh, Parramatta at Brookvale over seven fifty five on Friday night. The the seven players who missed last week come back in alongside Ben, ben Trebojevic. Mitchell Moses is a huge out, and I mean massive for um, Parramatta. Um, it's interesting that right that uh, Mel Meninga is looking very seriously at Junior Paulo at RCG for the Australian squad at the end of the season. Paulo's decided to make himself available for Australia. Um, this is a huge game. It really is. Um, I actually think Manly will win. I think Parramatta will miss Moses and his organisation. And I think Manly will win by six here. I'm not convinced. I think Jer- Cherry Evans and Foran will make Jake, Arthur, make Jake Arthur's life miserable. I, I think that Arthur's not anything like the class of Moses. I think Manly will win by six. Yeah, I love Tip Manly, but it's just based on how well they fought last week, I think. They said five of the guys come back but missed last week. Um, Aloe's um, out injured and Josh Schuster's in the reserves, hopefully on a treadmill for the week, um, trying to drop five or ten kilos, but um, he's he needs to get himself fitted a bit NRL stand. He's he just he's had those injuries and he's just he's carrying too much weight. He's I think he's actually said to the Samoan guys he's unavailable for Samoa through the, for the World Cup. He wants to put in a bit more in pre season for Manly, I believe. So which I guess he's his head might have finally turned around. I'm not too sure. He's certainly got talent, but um, probably cost him the game directly against the Dragons. And he's he's out of his 18th man, I think they've pushed him into, but. Yeah, Moses. Moses is massive. It's it's a big out for for Parramatta and Parramatta on a on a Friday night at Brookvale. What a, if we weren't playing on a Friday night, I'd, I'd probably try and head down. But um, yeah, fantastic game of footy that. I'll, I'll pick Manly just with my head a little bit as I lift my heart a little bit as well. But um, yeah, I, I hope Manly can have a crack like they did last week, and, and I think they can win. I think the Rabbits will beat the Warriors up there, although it's at the Sunshine Coast where the Warriors were based for a while. Um, but uh, the Rabbits need to win. They just need to get away from that chasing pack, the Roosters, Manly and Canberra. I think the Rabbits will win uh, um, 1-12. to 12. Yeah, they'll turn. They'll, they'll be a bit burnt from last week's, um, last week's Golden Point loss. And they're not 100% secure in the finals. They're, they're pretty well there, but... Um... The win last week would have would have helped that, but yeah, I think yeah, I think I'll win that pretty comfortably. The Warriors will will have a bit of a go. They had a go last week um, in a narrow loss, but um, against the Storm. But, but yeah, I think I think they win that win that reasonably well. I think the um, the Bunnies. Are you game to pick the Raiders against a, a Penrith side without Luai and Cleary? No, I'll still pick Penrith. Um, albeit again, as we said earlier, the 
the Canberra fight for that spot, so they'll be keen as hell. And, and it's in Canberra, which is which is obviously handy. But I think Penrith's still got a pretty good side. Um, I think now uh, they know that the halves are out for the season, uh, or for the regular season, sorry. And and O'Sullivan, I think, is a pretty good player. So whether his head's on the on the at Redcliffe or not yet, I'm not too sure. But he's got a spot for for a month and potentially to, to fight for a number 14 spot through the final series, I guess, if you fight with well, Mitch Kenny for that spot. Um, Salmon's done okay in his time. Um, he used to be at Parramatta, but you've still got, they said Coruscant, Fisher-Harris, Kick-Out, Liam Martin, I was like, yeah, you've still got some pretty handy players and, and the back line's still got plenty of tries. In. Toto Edwards, Taylor May, Crichton comes back in with, with half an ear missing um, and Dylan Edwards. So um, I think another good game of footy, there's, there's, there's no shortage of good games this week in, in both the AFL and NRL, but I think Penrith win, um, only just maybe maybe one to twelve, um, eight points, ten points, something like that. I agree with you, one to twelve, Penrith. I think the Pat Campbell, and I think it could go late. I think Campbell put up a very very good performance, but Penrith's just got a little bit too much, little bit too much class. It'll be close, um, and Penrith need to be in front towards the end of the game because the Raiders crowd will get them going. But Penrith for mine, the Southern Derby. Gee, these two go back away. St. Cronulla Sutherland and the St. George Illawarra Dragons at uh, Endeavour Field. This is the half past seven game on Saturday night. I'm sorry, I can't pick the Dragons. I've got to pick the Sharks. I think Sharks are fundamentally a pretty good football side and I think they'll win 1-12. to uh, Yep, we agree. I, well, I, th- I think they'll win 13-plus. I think they'll, they'll put okay. the foot down and annihilate um, the Dragons, I think. And, and interesting, the, the, um, Will Kennedy's out for a bit, five or six weeks. And Clint. Kate- Cade Dykes is the booing. His father, Adam, played yes. through, through the early 2000s. Maybe have been late 90s, early 2000s with, with the Sharks. Very, very handy. Um, very, very handy halfback. Um, Adam Dykes, his grandfather, also played apparently for the Sharks a couple of generations ago. He's a third-generation player, so good luck to him. And Will Kennedy will be a decent loss for the Sharks, but they've still got, they're still good enough, I think, there. Um, the Dragons last week, pretty poor at home to, um, to the Cowboys, but yeah, the Ramey and Talakai. Uh, Mulatalo has been a little bit off the last couple of weeks. I think he'll come back hard. And, and Nico Hines is, is a freak. And, and Toby Rudolph um, in the front row there is, is killing it. So, um, yeah, we'll run with the Sharks 13 plus, I think, Redis. The Cowboys and the Bulldogs will probably have a game where there's 60 points between them. The Bulldogs are a very dangerous attacking side. Their defense isn't up to it yet, but they're at least showing their fans something of what the potential is for them in the next couple of years. I do expect them to be pushing on the edge of the eight in the next couple of seasons. And to be quite frank, they have to. They've been poor for such a long time. However, despite the fact that this game's been played in Bundy, I'll be I'm choosing the Cowboys one to twelve in what I think will be a game like 36-24 or 38-26, something along those lines. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with the win. I think 13-plus as well. I think the Dogs love a game, but yeah, the Cowboys are another step up to what the Knights were last week for the Dogs. And Nick Potter's forgotten playing pretty well since he took over. He's unchanged. And Tyler Mariner's ready to come in if need be, but um, well, he's close to coming in from his ribs. And and Todd Payton, he's got, I think he's only got um, Kyle Felt missing. Um, he gets Tavio Fido replaced him, so it's, pretty, um, it's a pretty handy replacement for a guy that goes out. Um, and McLean comes back. The Cowboys, they're, they're, they're trying to chase Penrith down and I don't think they'll get them, but, but Valentine Holmes has been phenomenal the last few weeks, even through Origin. And, and since Origin, Tom Dearden and Townsend have been probably the underrated halves combination of the season, really. Um, yeah, I, I think the Cowboys win that pretty easy. Um, the Dogs are a bit of a crack, but um, Burton and Burton and Addo Carr and Carraz will, will do okay. But, but yeah, I think the Cowboys are pretty easy. 
And I'm sorry, I can't pick the Newcastle Knights for the rest of the season. I think the West Tigers could make a mess of them down there at Campbelltown. At least the Tigers are playing with a lot of fight at the moment. I think the Tigers could actually win 13 plus. Yeah, it's um, yeah, the, the Knights are just you couldn't pick the Knights with any confidence whatsoever. And and yeah, I think the Tigers. Who would have thought we'd be picking the Tigers to win two games in a row this end of the year? And we thought they were going to be fighting the spoon out. They they probably almost avoid that. Um, if they can beat the Knights here, they'll, it'll get them. It'll kick them a little bit clear. Far close, are they? So they're on um, ten points. It'll kick them four points clear of the Titans, and they'll actually go ahead of the Knights on four and against, and and potentially ahead of the Warriors on four and against up a couple of spots. So um, yeah, the Knights horrible clamors there. They've dropped their best player, and and their captain who plays once every month is is out for the rest of the season. So um, I think the Tigers win that pretty easy, and which is which is a weird one. A really weird one. This is what it looks at the start of the year when yeah, the Knights have got a nice run into finals a month out. They've got the Tigers to, to tune up and it's the other way around, really. The Tigers, I think, win and, and win well. I, I totally agree. And how's the great Byron doing? Is he well? Yeah, he's good, Redders. He's, he's out enjoying the sunshine. Actually, it's going to rain tomorrow, so he might be inside a bit more tomorrow, but he's, yeah, doing okay, mate. I think I'll probably should feed him very shortly, actually, when I, when I finish this. Very good. Um, look, Jim, thank you so much for your time. All the best of luck for um, Lakes United uh, on Friday night at Westie. I hope you, your guys come up with another two points and solidify their position. Thank you so much for your time. It's been great talking rugby league with you. And we're getting into the business end of the season. It's going to get very tight and very close in the next few weeks. Thanks for your time tonight, mate. No worries, Thanks, mate. On behalf of Jimmy Newburn, this is David Redden. Bye-bye, everybody. Hope you're enjoying our podcast as much as we're enjoying it with you. Bye for now.